This week on Dairy Jobs, we take on being a test pilot, and we find out what it's like to tow a car during a nuclear winter. JK, it's Friday Night Death Slot. Here's a song. Friday Night Death Slot, where we're going to pit two TV shows against each other and decide which one deserved to live and which one deserved to die a non-renewal death. I'm your host, Ginger Alford. I'm also a host. My name is Christopher Butcher. And, uh, yeah, this week we did Quantum Leap and we did Sliders. Yeah. That song you heard during the intro was uh, All We Are by Math the Band the Band from their album... Math the band, the band, the album. <laughs> uh, Not to be confused with Math the band. Yeah, completely different band. In that Math the band is two people, and Math the band, the band is the same two people plus like four other people. Yeah. So anyway, new album. All we, all First we song are. On the new album. It's great. It's called All We Are. It was a great, great song. Yeah. Kind of lots of synthesizer in that. <laughs> not not as much as you're used to. I don't know. Not as much Matt the Band synthesizer as you're used to. But you know, that's I what feel happens. like there's just a lot of everything in that song. It's it, it's pretty it's full on. Pretty everything. It's, <laughs> it's great. Pretty everything. Hundred um, percent great. Yeah. So we did Quantum Leap and yeah. Sliders this week. It was a little bit of a jump for us because <laughs> a total. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't mean to make that joke. Uh, last two episodes, we watched a total of about 44 minutes of television, and this was like three hours worth of television. We watched three hours of shows. We watched both pilots. I was really stressed out about it, because I was worried that the Sliders pilot was only 45 minutes in my memory for some reason. But it, it like the Quantum Leap two-parter, was an hour and a half of television. So if you feel like jumping in and watching a insane amount of television... In one night, which we just did, then it's uh, they're both available on Hulu. That's where you're watching, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did. Uh, if we... you try to watch the Quantum Leap pilot on Netflix, public service announcement, you'll get you'll be confused because it's, it's like not the, the pilot. <laughs> yeah, it's like the third episode yeah. or something. The Very pilot's confusing. on there for some reason. Yeah, it says season one. No pilot. No idea why. Season one, episode one. Jump right in. Actually, I wrote down. My note for that was, this is a long intro for the first episode. They <laughs> yeah. expect us to just be okay with this stuff at the very fir- first episode. You're talking second. about when it was the wrong episode? Yeah, when it was the wrong episode. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, this is a lot of like, exposition that feels like you should have just done this in the pilot. Yeah. And they, they eventually did, but, yeah, you know. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's cool. see. How's it going lately? I'm going to talk about, because last week I didn't talk about the fact that I went, got to go see uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah. I completely... Forgot to mention that. Uh, I went to go see her in Nashville with my sister, who mm-hmm. got me a ticket for Christmas last year, because she is a way better sister than I am. Uh, <laughs> and it was kind of truly epic. I would say that the special effects budget for a Taylor Swift show is definitely more than the special effects budget for either of these shows. I think it's, I, I think well, it's definitely yeah, no, true. I will definitely say that's true. That is definitely true. Because, you know, if you follow Taylor Swift at all, you know... We got these crazy wristbands. Every person in the entire stadium gets a wristband that lights up and flashes in time with the music. And then there's a crazy stage show happening. There's a stage that moves around. There's a lot of stuff that goes on, and it's crazy. I've heard this story three times. (laughs) 
Last week you told me to tell it because I, I did last I week. Didn't talk about it before so I heard it the third time. <laughs> hey man, sorry, you shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, how's it going with you? What's been up with you lately? You know, I'm I'm uh I'm playing in a what I'm playing in a in a in a in a in a band. Um, they they asked me to learn the NES soundtrack to Batman. For NES, the, the, you might remember Batman as uh, the movie where uh, a bunch of famous people, uh, including Jack Nicholson, made made some mistakes. And, and uh, the made... first Batman movie is really good. I'll All right, you know. I'll say, yeah, it is really good. I think here, okay, the Un- first one is great. Unpopular opinion, I like all four of them. Okay. They're all... It's because you were a child. And well, you it's cause, yeah, them cause it's because I saw child. them when I was a kid. And so that was my introduction to Batman, was being like, oh, fuck. Can we curse on here? Uh, <laughs> my introduction to Batman was, uh, you know, those four movies. And so I didn't, you know, like, I feel like if someone who was born now um, would would see, you know, Dark Knight and be like, oh, shit, that's Batman. And then watch the other ones and be like, what is this? The way I saw 1966 Batman and was like, this is nuts. Shark repellent. 1966 yeah. Batman is pretty awesome. It's great. I own that as well. I own every Batman movie. This, I think this has ever been made. Oh, I think. That's crazy. Yeah. Even the most recent ones? Yeah. I own all, I own own, all three oh, of those. One with Bane. You have the one with Bane. I think I have the one with Bane. That's crazy. Yeah. One with Bane. Not my favorite. It's pretty good. It's, it's not right. the best. It's the biggest leap. Ah. But, but yeah. <laughs> but the, any, here's the, the, the None of this has to do with what I'm playing. I'm playing the soundtrack to the Famicom version of the Batman game. Yeah. Totally. Which is a lot of boopy bass... Yeah, you know stuff like that. It's good that we were able to take some time off of you learning thirty-second uh, Batman soundtrack songs to watch a million hours of television. Yeah. All right. Well, it was a uh, nice. It was a nice change of pace. <laughs> Should we go for it? You want to talk about these episodes? Let's talk about these episodes. You know what I would love to do. I would love to fix that flat for you, but I can't, I mean. It's your only tux, and you're late for your wedding. How could I be late? We've just met. I'm a lot friendlier than he is. Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is Quantum Leap. We watched the pilot of Quantum Leap, which is an hour and a half long, as we said earlier. Well, technically... It's two episodes. Well, it was shown at the same time. They were, so. shown, they were shown pretty close together. Yeah, so. it says one and two. Genesis one and two is the name of the episodes. Um, first not pilot, air, which was which is interesting. What'd you say? Not pilot. It wasn't. It's not called pilot. It's not called pilot. So I think that means that they bought this show without a pilot. You know, you which know? I can kind of believe because it's like the production quality is not to jump ahead is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like the kind of thing that they had already sunk in a good amount of money. Yeah. When it when it came on. Um, maybe they just believed in it. Scott Bakula. Um, yeah, so it Bacula. first aired in March of 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this pilot did. Um, on NBC. On NBC. National Broadcast Company. Yeah, and the show lasted through 1993. It's mm. a pretty good run. About as long as most TV shows probably actually should be on, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the first episode, what we're seeing, it starts off with... Uh, the kind of 
<laughs> the the secondary main character, which is Al. Um, of course, you don't know that yet, but he's driving a Knight Rider-esque car down <laughs> a highway in the middle of the desert. One would probably assume it's like White Sands, New Mexico. Listen to the sexiest jazz. Listen to some sexy jazz. Sexy future jazz. Yeah, you're like, okay, I think this is trying to tell me this is the future. Um, and he he pulls over his like speedster. And uh, there's a woman just on the side of the highway. She had a flat. She had a flat. Uh, Even in the future, still a flat. Yeah. We should fix that. That's a technology (laughs) I think we could get to. Oh, no. They do. They invented run flat tires. They're on the Hummer. Because I looked into that when I was thinking about uh, zombie preparedness. But, um, yeah. So he pulls over and talks to this uh, sexy lady on the side of the highway. Uh, The way that you know that she's dressed for the future is she has earrings that have led lights that flash back and forth her heels do too. and her heels also so that's future fashion but that's, that's pretty much it flashing lights other than that looks looks just kind of like a normal uh quote-unquote sexy lady and he is like hey uh, what's happening here and she, they have a very strange and stilted conversation where yeah. she kind of flirts back with him and then she's like oh you're gonna be late to your wedding because i guess he's dressed kind of nicely in like a suit and tie and he's like how could i be late you're here <laughs> and you're like wait do you guys know each other and then it's pretty clear that they don't he and then he just is trying to pick her up on the side of the highway the best part is a coyote howls and uh he says, I think he says something like, I'm friendlier than he's going to be. And then she's like, that's the problem. <laughs> and that was the weirdest. <laughs> Translated to, if if you don't have sex with me, you're going to get eaten by a coyote. <laughs> it's basically, yeah. it was a weird conversation. So she gets uh, in the car with him. They're riding uh, across the desert. And then they see kind of like a crazy sky night show that looks a little bit like the Aurora. But, um... Uh, he seems concerned, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's over there where that, like, uh, testing yeah. facility is. Very clunky exposition. Yeah, well, she's like, like, isn't that where they set off the first atomic bomb? Isn't <laughs> that where there's a secret military facility that you work at? Oh, wait, it's you! <laughs> it's like we're on TV or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not the best uh, five minutes. I mean, it's but, kind of, f- it's fun. But to be fair, they had to speed that up to just get oh, to yeah, the Oh, yeah, it's very fast. Leaping. I mean, we probably talked about it longer than the yeah, scene actually is. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so anyway, he's like, oh, no, that doesn't seem good. And then you cut pretty quickly. Oh, wait, no, we see him. We see the kind of, like, scene that's in all of the episodes of Quantum Leaps open with him in the, uh, like, basically blue blast furnace thing in, like, a full-body wetsuit. Yeah, <laughs> like getting Getting blasted by science. I'm not sure what's supposed it's to be going blasted on. blasted by science, yeah. He's getting blasted by science, and they're like, oh, no. That's and the song. I, she I, blasted I, me with science. <laughs> Uh, I I did notice that you see the character Gushi for about five seconds, which is notable because you never see the character Gushi in the rest of the show. I actually tried to look it up. I think you do see him like twice, but that's twice out of like four years of television. That's pretty good. So I was like, oh my God, it's Gushi, which I guess they made the artistic decision not to show that guy anymore. They just mentioned him. Yeah. But, uh, and then it goes qu- pretty quickly. You're inside of, uh, the main character, uh, Sam's head. And he is waking up in bed, uh, and it is very Back to the Future-esque. Oh, yeah. Um, very. Very Back to the Future-esque. He looks at the alarm, or or you could, it's a little bit of Groundhog Day, which came out, obviously, after. Yeah, a but, little Groundhog-y, a little Back to the Future-y. Yeah, he yeah. looks at the alarm co- clock, he wakes up, and he is very confused where he is. You get an inner monologue for a long time that's a little bit boring, of him being like, why does she think my name's Tom? He's waking up next to another woman. Basically, it becomes clear 
that he is confused about who he is supposed to be. Um, and mm-hmm. it also becomes clear that he, it's the 50s, it's 1956, and he is a pilot in the Air Force, I guess. Um, he's, he's a test pilot for, yeah, Air Force, military, they're trying to break the sound barrier is what they're trying to do, I think. Yeah, and he lives with his wife, Peg, <laughs> and, uh, and a cute little boy. A cute little boy, another, another bun in the oven. Bun in the oven. And, uh, um, yeah, and he is, like, basically w- thinking, like, I don't know who I am, but I know I'm not supposed to be this guy. And he remembers that his name's Sam. That's pretty much all he remembers at this yeah. point. I do, I will say, speaking of the Back to the Future parallels, there is, the biggest Back to the Future parallels are that uh, the child is wearing a, a raccoon skin hat. Oh, yeah. Which was very Back to the Future-esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also Howdy Doody time. Yeah, they watch Howdy Doody Both time. of those things happen in, like, one of the Back to the Future movies. And this coming out in 1989. So Back to the Future came out in, what, 86 or 85? It's, like, basically comes 85. out in the year that it's it's set. Yeah. Um, 85, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so this is, like, pretty but, closely following that. But Back to the Future 3, I guess, might not have come out. Maybe Back to the Future 3 ripped this off. And I won't say Quantum Leap has, like... It doesn't overall have a real Back to the Future theme, but I do feel like the first episode has a lot. First of, episode does a lot of throwbacks and a lot of feeling, a lot yeah. of Back to the Future feeling about it. It felt it felt like they were someone, an executive was like, "The kids love this; they'll love this too." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it goes on, and he goes to the Air Force base, uh, and kind of immediately gets thrown into a piloting situation that he's not prepared for because the body that he has leaped into is a like test pilot for the Mach three. Or, no, they're trying to go Mach 3. The, the That's Mach what 3, it is. Yeah, the, the, it's an airplane. The, razor, the razor. Yeah, exactly. Mach he's testing turbo. the razors, and he's just not prepared. Actually, funny we should mention that. A lot of razor talk in this. There is a lot of razor talk. One of the first scenes is him <laughs> And then later on, they allude to another kind of shaving cream. Oh, they talk about their shaving cream. Do you think and he's that like, they were a sponsor? Well, that's supposed to be one of the clues that doesn't make as much sense now, but in 89 maybe makes sense is where she's like, I got you that new shaving cream, the Burma Shave. And he's all like, new shaving cream? What? what? Burma Shave? Yeah. And then later on, he says something like, you use an electric razor. And she's like, what? Yeah. Basically, like, that doesn't exist. Um, Yeah, a lot of shaving talk. So anyway, he gets thrown into a piloting situation, almost crashes the plane because he doesn't know how to fly the plane. And meanwhile, all while happening, holograms of, or we don't know they're holograms at the time. You don't know at first. We see Al. But no one else sees Al. Uh, And he's wearing a very stylish, future-like white suit. (laughs) Some futuristic thing. I will will say his last outfit in the episode, because it takes place over a few days. Al's last outfit in this episode is like a silver puffy coat with a bolo tie and like a, a purple button-up shirt, shirt. And it's it's definitely the the best thing. That he I've looks ever great. Seen. The actor that great. plays Al is uh, Robert Dean Stockwell. And mm-hmm. I got to say, I love this guy. I used to watch this show when I was a kid. And I mainly, I think the main thing that I loved about this guy, this show was was the character of Al. Like he kind seems of like an the over the thing. top, curmudgeonly kind of uh, always getting laid, always getting laid, kind of pro- sort of sexist, uh, <laughs> sexist, sexist like uh, <laughs> macho yet kind of old Italian guy. I don't know. He's great. He's very maybe not sexist. You know, I said that, and then I was like, maybe he's not sexist. Maybe he might not be sexist. He just uh, he just loves having sex. 
Yeah, that's true. It's good to make that distinction. So, uh, anyway. And drunk. He, he He's does. hung over most of this episode. He does make, there's at least, at least I counted three hangover references mm-hmm. made in the episode every time Al appears. Which He's is like, weird, because that movie didn't again. come out for, for like, years. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Al keeps appearing, and at first Al can't give Sam any information, really, about what's happened or who he is because he says Ziggy is not supposed to, or Ziggy has banned it and said that he can't tell him and he's like Ziggy by the way is the computer yeah well he can't even figure out at first who Ziggy is but Ziggy is the computer controlled by a very cool little calculator looking thing that seems to be made from a clear sheet of plexiglass yep, um, that he types things into future yeah that's the future I do want one of those those are awesome all the time uh, our, our guy Bacula is uh trying to uh pretend to be tim tom i think tom yeah yeah he's trying to pretend to be the fighter pilot and the father and that the, the father people around and him the think he is basically friend. also on the a because he seems like kind of a stand-up guy honestly yeah he falls in love with this guy's wife pretty quickly does like, he fall seems, in love with her he's really like he's like she's kind of amazing and he says something like oh i have to remind myself this isn't my wife and i was like wow okay you've been there for like five days emotional experience i guess but yeah uh so maybe it's uh maybe it's a side effect of leaping yeah maybe so uh oh so he is you eventually figure out that uh, or find out that uh sam the main character is the creator of the uh technology that has leaped him into this other body in the past. Um, they never say what year he came from, but I think it had doing the math. It 1990x. Yeah, so it's sometime in the 90s. It's not not too much further than ahead than the actual timeline that this uh, show came out on. Which Maybe is like, weird because there's definitely a lot of space age stuff out yeah, in the, the desert. Yeah, techni- the technology seems a little I think, off for it only I being so far ahead, but maybe it is in the f- in the near future. Yeah, but if you do the math, so also I cuz I know not to not to do the uh stuff I know happened that's not in the pilot, but I know that Al is supposed to have been captured in the Vietnam War. Oh, so yeah. if he's like in his 50s or something in the show, it can't it can't be any later than the 90s or something wow. like that. Yeah. So, um hmm. Yeah, anyway. Uh so basically he's trying to figure out what's going on, why did he leap to this specific time? The computer and Al, Ziggy the computer and Al have some advice for him, but they don't really know. Eventually they figure out that they think that he needs to correct a problem in time of something that shouldn't have happened. He needs to fix that, which goes on to be the standard for what happens on the rest of the uh on the rest of the TV show. Um, and then we kind of come to find out that it's going to be that the pilot whose body he is in died trying to break Mach 3 mm-hmm. in the in the airplane and that he needs to break Mach 3 and survive. I don't know why he needs to break It does seem like just somebody else would do it if he didn't do it, but... Yeah. Regardless, like- he needs to do it. Um, they just decided because the computer runs all these calculations and they said, okay, this is your best chance of jumping home. 52% calculations say that that's going to work. And he gets into the cockpit of the airplane that he has to survive this flight. Luckily, Al was... Al, Al knows what he's doing. Yeah, he was a he was Helps a pilot. Out. He says he was an astronaut, actually. Yeah, he says he was an astronaut. He... he- he, he he breaks the sound barrier, Mach 3, anyway. And he has to jump out of the airplane. He, he jumps out of the airplane, he, he ejects, he's okay, and then, but he's not 
transferred out. Yeah, he he's doesn't not leap back home. out of the body that he's in, which he yeah. thinks is what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, what's going on? And uh, immediately once he hits the ground, he finds out that Tom, the person whose body he's in, his wife, has gone into early labor because she was so distraught by the sonic boom or the crash sound that she heard when he when he broke the barrier. Um, so he goes to the hospital and uh, administers, administers some life-saving science technology that they don't have yet in the 50s. Which is just getting her drunk. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> like, oh, yeah, if you administer intravenous alcohol to her, yeah. then it'll, uh, it'll stop the pregnancy, which I don't stop. know. Is that real? I bet it is. Saves so, the baby. Saves the baby, saves the wife. Saves the cheerleader. And then the he uh, then he jumps out of that body, at which point you think the episode's going to be over, but it's not. But there's still 30 minutes. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry. <laughs> uh, so he leaps into the, basically into a baseball player mid-game. Uh, mm-hmm. Baseball player from the 60s, I think it is. Um and he's trying to figure out what he's supposed to do. Al shows up and says, oh, this baseball player, he hit a fly ball coming up in the next inning, and he, you know, left the baseball after that. This is his last game, you know. And he's like, I don't really know what you're supposed to do, although it kind of seems clear at that point that he's probably just supposed to win the game. Uh, So he goes out there and... uh, doesn't hit a fly ball, instead hits a kind of a bad pitch, but the other team is so bad at catching and throwing yeah. that he manages to steal home plate and he gets a he gets a thing. Oh, and the most important part of the whole series, I forgot the whole most important part of the whole pilot, in the middle of this, while he's like taking a break between innings, he and realizes Yeah, when he realizes he doesn't know his own name and Al Gives him his name. Gives him his last name. Breaks protocol. And Says, tells him "Okay, his your name. last name. You're Sam Beckett. You're Sam Beckett. Not to be confused with the author of the same name." Uh, and then he uses that information to call his father and talk to him. Well, that's we has the realization earlier in the episode when he's in when he's a fighter pilot. He's like, "Oh, my dad is still alive at this point in mm-hmm. time," uh, but he's like, oh, "I can't remember." He tries to call his dad, but he doesn't remember his name, and he just has too much memory loss to do it. So this time, now he remembers his dad's name, and he's able to call home to Elkridge, Indiana. Hello. (laughs) Which is funny, because I feel like Indiana in TV shows is like the stand-in for like the heartland. Like, just Indiana just symbolizes a certain like heartland of the U.S., whereas like you, you know, it's like a rural agrarian, but it's not in the South, so you don't have that whole, like, connotation of Southern living. It's just, like, the middle of America, Indiana, farm boy. Yeah. Um. So he calls home to Indiana, and he gets his dad on the phone, and a very emotional uh, moment ensues where he talks to his dad. He pretends to be uh, a long-lost, like, nephew yeah. of his. Basically. Catches up with him. He has a conversation where he's like... I know I'm not going to be able to go home for Thanksgiving, uh, and I know it's really going to upset my dad, and then the dad's like, that, that, your dad knows it. You I cried. I, I cried. cried, too. It was actually, it was really... Which is a shame, because there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> it was really well done. Yeah. It, was, it was very tasteful. Very nice, uh, kind of Field of Dreamsy. Very Field of Dreamsy. Yeah, so I looked this up after this, because this episode aired in March of 1989, and Field of Dreams came out in May of 1989, which is Spiracy weird. Theory, it's like man. a real like Deep Impact Armageddon coming out at the same time real, uh, thing going on there. Real Pythagoras. Baseball, reconnect with dad stories. 
that's what everybody was into in 1989. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, the, so he hits the baseball out of the park and... No, he doesn't. He doesn't? Well, he doesn't hit... Oh, sorry. He, 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 he misses steals the ball the, completely. Yeah, well, he doesn't he steals hit the it, bases. That's, the, that's the joke. He steals the bases and... Yeah. Uh, and they win the game, and then I think he jumps out of his body after that. He jumps out into, uh, he's a professor now. The, the oh, last yeah. shot is him with a with a pipe and glasses and a beard or something in front of a classroom. Yeah. And then he does not cheesy-ass music. Yeah, it doesn't say, oh boy. Yeah, which is his signature catchphrase to be said in every yeah. future episode. Um, but they're going to work that, oh boy, best in there. Quote, Don't worry about it. Best quote of the series, though, uh, or the pilot at least. Sam is talking to Al about why he wants to watch the game that he already knows how it ends. And, uh, well, I'll let you listen to it. What? Neurological holograms don't reflect, Sam. Obviously, when it comes to quantum physics, you're still a mental slug. But we can talk about this later. Come on, I hate to miss the game. You already know how it's going to end. I knew how it was going to end when I took Brenda into the filing room. I still took her. There you go. That was a. Uh, that's where that's <laughs> that was very reading it. rainbow. I know that. I know it's funny. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of plot all at once in this in this episode. Uh, they hit you with a lot of stuff in the first yeah. episode. It's, Which it's I mean, you know, th- that's what pilots do. Uh, it's a lot of different, but it, as opposed to, the, to most TV shows where it's like, oh well, you know, Happy Days. Oh, this is the bar. I mean, that's not the bar. This is the this is the diner where everyone is, and then Cheers. This is the bar. You know, this is where everything's going to be taking place. These are the characters. In this show, it's it's a lot harder because it's like this is our these are our two main characters, and there are like four fucking stories going on yeah, at once here. There's a lot that happens, and so like it's it's very difficult, but it, it, I think they pull it off. I really like this this show. I'd never seen. Quantum Leap before. Yeah, and this I is... I kind of want to watch it more. It's a great show. It was definitely um, a show CGI that CGI introduced- was complete garbage Yeah, at the beginning, but you know what? I feel like the beginning was was worse than... the. I feel like it got better. The, You're talking about the intro with Al. I feel with like Al. the whole thing would have... Well, the intro was definitely the most dated part of the entire yeah. thing. And once it got into it, it has a very classic vibe. I, do, yeah. I will say that I feel like Quantum Leap, like... Both visually and with its storytelling, and it's kind of more centered on emotions than on like gags and on science fiction. Like the science fiction part is pretty minimal. Um, yeah. I will say that kid with the with the raccoon hat, mm-hmm. he's going places. He was probably the. You want best. me to look him up? I'll, yeah. I'll look him up, and then the next we'll look him up next. I'll tell you bit. at the end. I'll tell yeah. you where what kind of places he went. He he was a great actor, I think. He was, he, was, good. he was a great kid. Scott Bakula is, is amazing. Scott Bakula was great, too, but he Scott Bakula is great. You That's should know that he's great. This is a child actor. This is a child. All right, so should we talk about the next uh, next show? I do want to mention one more thing before we do talk about the next show. Uh, two things about the show. They say, ain't this a kick in the butt? About 25 times. <laughs> Uh, which which I thought was weird, but I mean, like the first time I was like, oh okay, that gives me a feel of Ernie of not Ernie, uh, Al's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird Ernie, great character in this episode. If you if you do watch this episode, Weird Ernie is my favorite character. Just so you know. Uh, and also, there were a lot of situations in this where Scott Bakula's character is like talking to Al, and no one can see Al. And yeah, that's going to go on to be a staple of like I know, but but every episode. But the whole thing is like that happens. Um, he tells people he can't, fl- he doesn't know how to fly. He's acting really weird and very, very strange and says a lot of things, you know, that aren't invented yet. He makes a lot of references to things that aren't invented yet. And 
the whole thing is that the person that he's that he's leaped into is a joker and so everyone's just like oh you're so funny oh don't try and pull this gag over on me and i was like if this guy was a straight laced dude you would be in a lot of shit right now because you'd be <laughs> losing your mind yeah, so I used to watch this show a lot when I was a kid. And one thing that I did think was really funny is that I think they say caca twice on this show. <laughs> they do. Which is something that my uncle used to say all the time to me to make me laugh is say the word caca. And I was like, I wonder if I came from this TV show. Or I wonder if uh, caca was just like a funny word in the 80s. Was that just a word that people it's said? Just a word. Just to make little kids laugh? Or just to just to be vaguely scatological? I don't know. It was, it was like, it really took me back when he said, everything went caca. And I was like, caca? <laughs> Nobody said that to me since 1989. That's great. Ziggy has come up with five different scenarios. Ziggy. To Ziggy, a uh, little guy with bad breath. No, that's Gucci. Uh, he programmed Ziggy. Ziggy's a hybrid computer. Hybrid computers and, and neurological holograms didn't exist in 1956. Only in theory. But this is 56. Well, it is for you, but it's not for me. What's, what's my last name? Uh, if you can't remember, I can't tell you. It's important. But it's also on top of Ziggy's no-no list. The double star. Why? I can't tell you that either. Well, what the hell can you tell me? Well, basically, what you already know. That you're uh, part of a time travel experiment that went a little caca. A little caca? So I had the, the pleasure, I mean we both did, but I'm going to talk about our pleasurable experience of watching the TV show Sliders. Which appeared on Fox in okay. 96? I wrote it down. Yeah, It was 90s. I think it was 96. Yep. Cool. The show uh, basically starts out with a very Back to the Future videotape. I know we said that earlier, but really both of these are but, like, yeah. strongly influenced in the first few minutes by Back to the Future. Very Back to the Future, uh, you know, camcorder footage of like, I just made a great discovery and no one's going to believe me, so I'm using a, a VCR. Uh, definitely uh, our, our main character, uh, Quinn. Uh, is 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 it's just a, a, a you know college student boy. He he's got a shitty job at a computer store where he knows more than his stupid boss, and <laughs> he's smarter than his professor in some ways. And and his professor will never know it because his professor thinks he's a slacker, but he's very intelligent, you know. And uh, he has a love interest at his not job. really a love interest though. Well, that's true. They Wa- they try. Her name's Wade. They, 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 yeah, she's like his best friend, but she's one of the guys. And I feel like they both have a will they, won't they, but neither of them are aware of it. And I feel like that's the dumb thing. So, um, <laughs> Quinn lives with his mom. His dad's dead. That's, uh, that's pretty apparent. A lot of dead dads. Yeah. You have a lot of a lot themes of, going on with these two shows. A lot of dead dads and a lot and of A lot of time Back travels. to the Future. A lot of dead dad yeah. reconnection. So uh, Quinn Quinn is you know introduced to, to the to the town of uh, San Francisco. Yeah, it's San Francisco. Yeah. Although this show was filmed in Vancouver. Yeah, a lot of uh, they you meet some cast of characters, and you also meet Quinn in his basement, and he's found a way uh, to open up a portal that you later find out is a link between alternate realities. He go he decides one day, you know what, now or never, filming it jumps through the portal to see if he goes to an alternate universe. And at the beginning, you don't think he did. You don't think he, he made it. You think he's, he, he's, 
He's fucked up. Well, he comes out in his same he, basement. He comes out in the basement, side. and it looks like he just flopped from one side of it to the or into the same side. It just flopped in, flopped out like it was a trampoline. But um, then you start to notice a few weird things, uh, such as the all the all the green lights mean stop, and the red light means go, and. I do feel like in this particular like slider scenario, which he's only in for like fifteen minutes, yeah. the the main difference is well, it says like oh everything's opposite, but not really everything's opposite. Mainly the green lights are stopping the red mainly lights. Mainly something. That's the main thing. Uh, our our radio announcer is uh, is is talking about um, global cooling. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's, I don't know also, about this here's a, here's a quote. Here here here's him talking about the things that. Are, that will event, that seemed different in the 90s seemed like they would be the opposite of real yeah and i have been skeptical about this scientific theory so called about global cooling but i don't know maybe it's true yeah i'll tell you the air conditioning has got this studio so cold right now no wonder nobody wants to come in here topless <laughs> What are you, blind? It's a green light for crying out loud! And this is kind of sad. This is the day when the very last CD rolls off the assembly line. If they roll off, I don't know how they get off it, but apparently they just... (laughs) The vinyl LP won the battle, and vinyl, ladies and gentlemen, is here to stay. So as you heard in that, uh, vinyl's making a comeback. (laughs) <laughs> Which is completely st- preposterous. That yeah, that doesn't make any Vinyl sense. will outsell CDs. Crazy. Or that the earth will soon be freezing cold. I wonder. I wonder if vinyl is outselling CDs it is. now. It is, is it? Yeah. I don't think it's outselling MP3s. It's not outselling MP3s, but it's outselling CDs. Oh. It, it definitely is. He when he's filming on his on his VHS tapes, he uses the zoom function on his camera to get a close up of his face to say. I'm gonna jump into the portal, and I was like, "It's like <laughs> he did this like 30 times." He's like a YouTuber who wants to get like the perfect frame. Just he silly. is a YouTuber. He's basically the first YouTuber. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, he he in this world where everything's different, his mom is uh, stripping the uh, the 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 guy that does their yard work, and his his uh, fence doesn't squeak anymore, which is I which is a huge thing apparently. That's a big deal. So anyway, so yeah, so he's he's in he's in an alternate reality. Everything's different. He gets zapped back after 15 minutes because that's what he set the timer to. And On it, his uh, device, which is actually a Motorola cell phone. Motorola cell phone. It's great. That's what zaps you through the portal. So he he uh, he comes back. Apparently, he leaves He leaves for uh, school. Uh, his professor tells him to leave, and he says, if you won't leave, I will. Um, apparently, there's been some sort of altercation he doesn't remember. And uh, he goes to work. He's been fired all, uh, yesterday, apparently. Uh, but really all it is is that another version of him came through the portal that he left. And um, a much better dressing version, I might add. Uh, and, and yelled at his professor and uh, uh, got him fired from his stupid job that he hates. And kissed Wade. Uh, starring the Will They Won't Days. Finding this out, um, he calls up Wade, his best friend, and his professor because he wants to apologize and also kind of rub it in his face, and uh, that he's that his uh, his alternate self has helped him figure out the math problem that help that make uh, you know traveling between dimensions possible. Whatever. So um, 
we uh, we have those three characters in the basement, and they're about to open up this portal. Meanwhile, a fourth <laughs> character, <laughs> which is like kind of a uh, somewhat washed up, a washed up uh, doo wop singer. singer, yeah, yeah, doo wop soul singer. Yeah, he's 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 trying to he's getting ready to sing a national anthem at Candlestick Park. At Candlestick Park, okay, and uh, he's you know. It, we're getting a little bit of backstory on him. He's very '90s uh, because he has four support ribbons on his lapels, which, oh, yeah. which, which makes says, '90s apparently. He's like, I'm '90s now because I have <laughs> lapel ribbons. Only '90s kids remember lapel ribbons. Uh, <laughs> then uh, he's driving. He's driving down the street, you know, to sing this national anthem in his in his nice car. And uh, as they open up this wormhole to another reality. They increase the power, and instead of getting his mom or his cat or his neighbor, they get this washed-up singer that's driving in front of his house to a stadium, which makes a lot of sense how it it just forms another <laughs> portal in front of a car. It, it looks like it's it's they're like perpendicular to each other. It doesn't even make sense. They I think what it was is they were like we need um. What's the word? Uh, someone of color in the show. Um, because we don't need three white people. Uh, one of which, Gimli. John Reese davies yeah, yeah. His professor. The professor. Lord of the Rings. Very own. Very well. Very well loved. My and, and liked uh, actor John Reese davies Great. Great guy. He's super cool. Um, so they go to this alternate reality. And in this in this alternate reality that they end up in. Uh, the our four heroes now, I guess, and uh, one of their cars. Uh, everything's icy. Everything is frozen. Global cooling. Global has, in cooling fact, happened. Just hit so quick, just like bam. A warning to us all. Because the big thing is that you can't uh, determine what reality you will be sliding into. So when they see a, uh, a uh, they they get in, acquainted with each other. That the, our three heroes and. Uh, the crying man, <laughs> um, uh, and then they hide in the car until a, uh, a ice tornado comes. There's a little bit of drama. They all end up where they think is uh, normal reality. They, well, they they open up, reopen up the portal too soon. Yeah, that's oh yeah, that's the thing. Thank and they you. jump through it because they're about to be killed by an ice tornado, and uh, then they jump into what they think is home. They're back in San Francisco. Yeah. Things look somewhat similar. But it, then the first sign that it is not similar is that where they had previously seen an Abraham Lincoln statue, they now see Stalin. a Lenin. Lenin. Or, Lenin. Yeah, it's Lenin's Lenin statue. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Very, so, so this reality is one where the uh, uh, Soviet Union has um, won. We are now, the United States is now part of the Soviet Union. And we are communists. A lot of red scare. <laughs> A lot of post Berlin Wall. Uh, yeah, you know what? Fear? Actually, it's when did the Berlin Wall f- fall? It was eighty nine, wasn't of, it? Let me look this up because I'm wondering when the Berlin Wall fell. Because it's very like it is. It feels a little crazy and a little dated, and it's like very anti-Soviet. Yeah, like it's just like this is what. And I know it's not supposed to be like government propaganda TV show. Or no, whatever. It's it was supposed not. to be kind of funny, it was, but it yeah. is like it's very much like. Look how bad it would be if the Soviets had won. You yeah, know, like, like people are getting shot in the street. All of our money is red now. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. A lot okay. of crazy shit. Oh, wow. Shit. So check this out. Fall of the Berlin Wall, November 9th, 1989. Oh, wait. No, that's before. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, very early. <laughs> so seven years out. earlier. <laughs> the Soviet Suck Union it out. Was... The Soviet Union fell, and then seven years later, a they television show, show finally stuck it to them. <laughs> Come on, so, we were sticking it to them for a long time on TV. We still are. Every you bad guy in a movie Bond is movie? a Come Russian. Or, or German. So uh, they're in the Soviet uh, America. The, the, uh, uh, AT&T is now owned by... Uh, the People's people, Telephone. People's uh, PT&T. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, just cute little references to like, oh, things would be so much... Better. My favorite of which is that our once our man, the crying man, tries to pay with american money um he is uh sentenced to trial on um where other than you know much like we had the people's telephone company we have the people's court <laughs> let's hear a clip from that this is the plaintiff pavel kurlyanko he says he was shocked when the defendant slipped up and handed him a counterfeit bill and this is the defendant, alias Rembrandt Brown. He's accused oh my of God. showing his true Quinn, Professor, get back here quick! This is the case of the rat Hurry. part of the trap. Now, the plaintiff did his civic duty by heroically detaining his insidious passenger long enough for the authorities to arrive. So, there's also some weird communist hip-hop. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway... We're talking plot. Um, oh, the the of course the reason they ended up here instead of back home is because they disobeyed the one rule that alternate Quinn told himself, which is don't slide early. Mm-hmm. When the the timer says twelve minutes, don't be like, oh, I can slide home in like eighteen or eight minutes. You have to do it at twelve minutes. That's when you do it. Mm-hmm. And so when they were in life threatening danger, of course. They did it early, and now there's no way to get back home. Because, uh, you know, plot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, they, they're dealing with all this communist stuff. They eventually find an underground uh, American Revolution kind of uh, group led by Alternate Wade, mm-hmm. um, which is weird. Uh, and also, they're very suspicious because the uh, warden at the jail is none other than Maximilian Arturo, prof- their professor, you know, mm-hmm. of course. He uh, is, and he says something like, I was him. always going to be a respectable, yeah, important he was like, citizen. I was, he was always like, a leader of men. What? Come what? on. I lead of people. I'm gonna lead of course the... I'm going to be the warden at a communist jail. <laughs> yeah. That used to be oh, UC Berkeley. Be uni- yeah, it used to be the university. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a lot of bad fighting. Yeah, it really devolves into a bit of a, like, a whole action movie 10 minutes, which was for me the least interesting and least successful. Uh, portion and the whole of the thing is they're episode. trying to, they're trying to save the crying man and they're trying to save what alternate Wade, who has been captured, who is the leader of their revolution. Of course, um, alternate Wade, of course, doesn't make it unfortunately, but we don't know it's alternate Wade. We think it's our Wade. And then there's a lot, there's a nice crying moment where it's like, uh, life is fragile, whatever. Yeah. Fucking it is funny though, because then once the main character, once he figures out that, uh, it's not like the way that he has known it's alternate way. He's just like, Oh, okay. never mind. Oh, well. <laughs> like, oh okay. I don't care about Death. this one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that, that happens. Uh, we, we, uh, they decide that they should, um, slide back to their reality where they slid, 
uh, in the original thing, which is the park in front of the Lincoln statue. And the um, the mathematics professor uses old school slide rule and hand mathing technology to yeah, figure out they, the calculations. Oh yeah, they to fixed. They home. fixed the. Uh, they think they fixed the uh, the remote, but the Motorola you know, cell phone. The Motorola, but. So they're back home at the end of the episode after a small chase. After a boring action sequence, they hopefully successfully slide back into what looks like. But here's the thing when they're at dinner and they think they're out of the clear, who shows up but Quinn's dad? And then he drops a glass. Cliffhanger. (laughs) His dad's supposed to be dead. His dad's supposed to be dead. Yeah. So. (laughs) Also, which is funny because the in the other show. When Sam has the conversation with his dead dad, it's like extremely emotional, really touching, really well done. And in this show, when his dead dad walks in, he's just like, good to see you. And that's it. Like, no, yeah. emo- It's just like a science plot twist. And that's the only thing. about Yeah, it. it's real weird. Yeah. So then, you know, cliffhanger. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Comrade, comrade, get on down Get that grain right into town Serve your state to feed your people Because the end of your world is zero Comrade, comrade This is a joke, right? No, uh, this is prime time It's Pledge Week, comrades, on PBS So pick up your phone And pledge your support for public television Or else uh, okay, let's talk about story, I guess. Uh, what, let's talk about, you know, the things that make shows. Story. Story. The story of... I think the story of Quantum Leap is more fun. It's more fun, but it... Is it... Is it better than Sliders? Um. I feel like the story of... Sli- I feel like Quantum Leap is, is more wholesome and heartwarming... Because there's always a problem that needs to be fixed. He's like kind of like a weird guardian angel. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's quasi religious. Yeah. Um, they even say something in the show where they're like, "Hey, uh, I never believed that crap." <laughs> yeah, Al's like, "I don't believe this crap," but Ziggy's acting like you have to go around fixing problems, you yeah. know. It's pretty, and then at the yeah. end, after he talks to his dad, he does a little like miming to God, "Thank you" thing. Yeah, which was nice. Which yeah, was, was which nice. actually felt kind of touching. It felt, it felt it felt appropriate. It felt it felt like he was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. this was good." Yeah, um, um, I don't know. I mean, you mean story and plotting just alone? Uh, I guess that Sliders seems like it's going to be a little bit more contiguous and continuous story wise um, okay. than Quantum Leap, which is very episodic. Uh, yeah. And it is very, like, he leaps into a place, he fixes the problem. It's really just him and Al, so there's not... It can be run, uh, you know, it can be, what is it, serialized, syndicated, serialized, syndicated. without really needing to be back-to-back. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like Sliders can, too. I feel like it. the whole thing about Sliders is just that they slide to a new place and... Um, well, yeah, actually. they have to escape. There's a problem. Either they they need to, they want to fix something, or they have to fix something. Like either like someone's in trouble and they have to save them, or uh, like let's say, oh, our our battery ran out on our uh, our Motorola cell phone, and the only way to charge it up is to uh, 
you know, power it within that volcano over there or something like that. Like that, yeah. it, it, it doesn't feel as wholesome, but it feels more actiony. But I still feel like that makes Quantum Leap a, a kind of a better story. Yeah, I feel like the story of Quantum Leap, like, is is him trying to come to terms with his position. Yeah. Well, the thing that they didn't do in the pilot episode that's like the key quantum leap phrase is they didn't say, hoping that his next leap will be the leap home. Yeah. Which is kind of the whole point of the show is you are being like, it's it's, while he is jumping around into these different bodies, it's a lot of ways all about him going home and like an emotional connection with his character. Yeah. For sure. Um so I'm going to give a story to Quantum Leap, because I, li- I like the story of Quantum Leap better. Even though it's pretty similar, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you really break it down into, like, zeros and ones, it's kind of similar. Yeah, a little bit similar. But I, think I didn't that, realize Sliders that they were trying to get back to their actual reality yeah, was trying, a large part they, of the they, Yeah, they don't know how, and they don't know if they ever will. Yeah. Um, All right, so let's go on to uh, characters, characters, acting. Characters and acting. Um, who's more likable? Quinn or uh hey it's not always about likable sometimes okay. people who's a better actor I mean yeah. who's a I, th- I think Scott well, Bakula obviously let's, let's is the be best actor here. obviously is the we're, best actor we're all, we all we're clearly got a Bakula fan club going over here in this room right now uh I yeah. definitely think Bakula's gonna kill it even though you got Gimli up in here and he's fine O'Connell but it's a com- yeah. it's a it's a comedic role O'Connell's good but it's it's a comedic role so it's you know he's cool. meant to be a bit of a uh, caricature. Yeah, and he's good. And Al's great. Al is so fun. He's a great character. I think he, they, they lead a little like um, you know odd couple. Yeah, uh, oh, sensibility totally, to him. Yeah, total straight man, crazy man. I I feel like I don't feel like we get that with Sliders. I feel like Sliders is just sort of like, hey, who's the cool guy and the girl. And, the cool guy and the girl and, and the, the odd uh, one out and the uptight <laughs> British professor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. The odd one out who's like, "What's going on here? I don't know what's going on." Yeah, can someone explain it to me as if I'm an analogy for the audience? I think that I think that Sliders suffers most, and I'm not going to say their acting is bad because the it's people not. are actually fine in it, but the characters are dumb. Um, in characters my aren't as well rounded as. Yeah, it's just it's it's you know it's a plus. Bit dumb. No one really cried. Like uh, Bakula cried talking to his dad. I oh, feel man. like, yeah, I felt that. I felt it. I cried. Yeah. I didn't cry in Sliders when, when I thought. Well, when his Wade dad was walked dead. in, yeah, it was like, "Hello, oh, dad's here." Hello, I'm a. Uh, you look like you have seen a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So not that that's how his delivery was, but it the yeah, tone it of the like the that. tone of the episode was just like, "Oh, dad's home. We're not <laughs> home yet." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely no emotional connection. All like sci-fi intrigue, yeah. Which uh, the show did get picked up by the Sci-Fi Channel later, which makes a lot of sense. Which one, Sliders? Yeah, Sliders did. Yeah, when it got canceled. Yeah, and then it got picked up by Sci-Fi, which for yeah. a fourth season, which ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, and the uh, the creator uh, was pretty unhappy at Fox apparently and thought that Fox really wanted sliders like, cause he wanted sliders to have the quantum leap esque ending where they slide into a new place or it begins the plot of the next episode at the end of the previous episode. Mm-hmm. But Fox didn't want that because they wanted to be able to show the episodes. However, reruns, you know, uh, mm-hmm. out of order. Yeah. Uh, and he was happy with that. And he was kind of like, yeah, they're killing my baby, which was, it did cool. seem, it did seem a little weird. Yeah. Uh, 
It but seemed anyway. like it was more, it was, they were trying to make it into something that it wasn't. I'm going to find the creator of that. So, Yeah, so the creator of Sliders was Tracy Torme, who is the son of Mel Torme, the famous jazz singer. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And this is the guy that was all upset with Fox. That's fair. About his creative integrity. The creator of, uh, of Quantum, Quantum Leap was the same guy that created NCIS. A very successful career for this guy. What's his Heck name? Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, Donald P. Belisario. Hmm. Yep. Saw that. This guy rules TV. Saw that TV. name and I was like, Belisario, that's a great name. Yeah. Okay. Up next, we're going to have our, our specialty so, categories. So I'm going to say this category is going to be worst effects. Who do you think takes sliders, it? Sliders, duh. Yeah. They 90s, do. Windows 95 screensaver between slides. Yeah. Versus psychedelic pictures of clouds. Yeah. I mean, those are the two options. Well, yeah. that is the thing is there's not a whole lot of effects in Quantum Leap. It's kind of just uh the other than maybe the like flashing lights at the beginning. They don't really go for effects. It's more Al, about... you he put his hand through Al. I thought it looked pretty good yeah. for the time. Yeah, for the holograms where he puts his hand through Al, that's really it. But they don't have a lot of effects to do anyway. But yeah, the effects and sliders are are really terrible I will say, leaping effects. I didn't like that when uh, there was so much slow motion parachuting out of planes <laughs> that happen in quantum leap oh you did forget your favorite effect when uh there's uh, at one point someone is flying a fighter plane and it goes out of control and it looks like this <laughs> it's like a tiny model that. of an airplane or something it's like a cgi model of an airplane but and they're it, like wait don't turn around it'll, you'll get lose control and instead of being like tilting and falling apart or breaking like apart in the normal way that you've seen enough footage of planes at this point that you know how planes yeah. operate in it, the sky it, it operated like someone had jackknifed a, a semi <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, like it was just like whoa crash and it just blew up it didn't even like hit the ground it just it just exploded it wasn't even on fire first it was if someone had just seriously if you if you do anything with your night right now just go find that clip <laughs> because it's the best part of that episode and then find the phone call with his dad it's bonkers <laughs> well all right whatever <laughs> all right next up we've got in, in my categories we've got uh which show most ripped off back to the future who oh boy um in terms of feel, Sliders. Yeah. Sliders ripped off Back to the Future in terms of feel. In terms of Marty McFly waking up and suddenly in, in 1955 being like, well, things are different. You know, yeah, like, which the- I think is just, I th- don't think that's necessarily because of anything specific. I think it's because like, oh, you have um, one set and you have to redress it for a different time, for a different dimension or a different time frame. You know, like, you know, yeah. 1955 Hill Valley is the same Hill Valley. They just put a different coat of paint on it. Um, and then, you know, Soviet uh, San Francisco is the same San Francisco. They just put... Soviet a, Vancouver. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Soviet Vancouver. Sorry. They just put a different um, uh, statue in the park. Yeah. Which is all they did. Yeah, I definitely think that the the when he's filming his science experiments and talking directly into the camera, it's so Doc Brown. Very it's Doc Brown. It's kind of unbelievable. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Quantum Leap did, did, did it too. I mean... Yeah, but there, I do think that their uh, references are a lot more roundabout. Uh, yeah, it's more like you can tell that someone watched Back to the Future. It's more and like And wanted little to references. write a show yeah. as opposed to someone watched Back to the Future and said, I can do that too. Yeah, we should do that. It's it's someone, you know, obviously Quantum Leap was was like... 
you could tell that they had seen Back to the Future. Yeah. And, you know, Sliders, you could tell that they wanted to be Back to the Future, which was the difference. Yeah. Uh, my category was, uh, it's not really category so much as it is a question. Which would you rather do? Would you rather slide into somebody's body or would, or not slide, leap into someone else's body and take over their life momentarily? Or would you rather slide into an infinite number of dimensions? Mm. Um, if you had to pick, if you had to pick one. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to go sliders for sure because A, you get to see, it seems like, I haven't watched sliders at all other than this pilot. Mm -hmm. It seems like you'll get to see stuff that just doesn't exist in this world, whereas in Quantum Leap, he's just going and living other people's lives, and a lot of times their lives are incredibly stressful. Um, well, Not to say that Sliders isn't going to yeah. have stressful things going on, but it's, you know, you're, you're going into, like, a boxer's life or a fighter pilot's life or whatever. And also, we didn't talk about this earlier, but in Quantum Leap, he's bound by his own, own lifetime. So it's like if he was born in 1950 or whatever... He can only go back that far. So there's yeah. only so much he actually gets to to see and experience. I guess that's true. Also, in Quantum Leap, he never he never gets to occasionally jump back home and sleep in his own bed in sliders. I mean, they don't really do that anyway, but it's 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 an analogy for their bed. Yeah. That is the difference, is that I guess that's something we didn't really mention is that in in Quantum Leap it the time frame is the his birth to how old he is now, I guess. I don't guess it's to his death. I don't know. I don't really think that's a thing. I think it's to his point now. I don't think he ever now. goes it's on the future in his the lifetime. Mm-hmm. And the, the sliders is it's still real time. Like time moves at the same rate. It's just parallel versions of it. So it's like parallel shifting universes. lanes yeah. rather than uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. That just back seems more interesting in the, in to me. Parking lot. Which okay. How about for you? I I think. I think it'd be interesting. I guess it's from like a you know John K. Sampson songwriter kind of thing, where living a bunch of different lives is more interesting than seeing uh, d- different dimensions. But then again, I guess seeing different dimensions is kind of cool because it it, it implies you know like uh, there is a joke in Sliders where they they say like in our world uh, the Soviet Union fell and uh, you know the, we won the Cold War and the Berlin Wall came down. And it's like Oh, sounds like a dream there. <laughs> and it's sort of weird to think that, like, if if we made a TV show, like, if, if our universe was the Soviet one, uh, and, and we made a TV show where the Soviet Union lost, which we wouldn't because we'd be shot, according to Sliders. According uh, to Sliders. According Again, to Sliders. According to Sliders. Some Not very anti-Soviet anything. Yeah. propaganda here, but... Uh, but, acor- but, you know... If we made that, it would seem like science fiction. So I guess it, it would be cool to be like, in our world, some things would be science fiction. So yeah, I think Sliders too. I think the main problem with the Sliders story is just that it is it later becomes a randomized amount of time. They they cannot set how long they are sliding for, mm. and it does get a little stressful. And of course, you know, there's a lot of well, a lot of stressful. the worlds. Yeah, a lot of the worlds that they they slide to are not great worlds. Yeah, but there is the occasional great world. So I mean, like I think that. You know, it's probably, there's probably, no, I'm going to say, I, Quantum Leap. I would go, You're going I would leap. leap. I would I leap. Would say, I think it would be better. I will better. say I would like to have a, a buddy like Al. Yeah. With a little, uh, with a little uh, computer in his pocket who told me what my chances are. Mm-hmm. And only I could see him. That great. sounds pretty fun. Yeah. 
All right, so we want to wrap up this episode? Yeah. Who are we going to give it to? You know... <sighs> Quantum Leap? <laughs> you sound so sad about it. It's just some TV. It's okay. Uh, yeah, but I, I like sliders. I really like sliders. And I, you know. Well, we should have picked a different format for this TV show yeah. if you didn't want to pick one. I'm definitely going Quantum Leap. You know Obviously. I was gonna, you knew I was going to go Quantum I knew, Leap. I knew you were. I like sliders okay, but it was it was, it was was uh, a little, little cheesy, a little over the top, kind of fun. It's for a different age bracket. I yeah, it's definitely for a different age bracket. I do feel like uh, Quantum Leap is kind of a show for all ages. It was definitely like a show you could... Kids could watch, and you'd watch it with your uh, older family. Yeah. Get grandma in there. Hell. Yeah. All right, cool. So I don't know what we're doing next week, but we by this time our episode should be out there on iTunes. And so if you have any ideas for uh, TV shows that we should pit against each other, you tweet should us. tweet at us email or email us. us. Nobody emails, but you can email us. We'll Write us on email. Tumblr. Yeah, should sure. have a Tumblr at this yeah. point. We're going to have all those things. And Social you should media. please get in touch with us and post a review if you like the show. I guess if you don't Share like it, you friends. can post a review too. But if you, you, if you don't like it, tell everyone it was uh, a different podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Listen to Night Vale. Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know how to come back from that. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. All right. R.I.P. John Hughes. Sorry. 